BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcast author or individuals participating in the podcast and do not necessarily represent those of iHeartMedia, Stuff Media, or its employees. Some Zodiac researchers don't like people saying that they're obsessed with the case. I don't either, but for a different reason. Because I blew past obsession about five years ago. It's far more than an obsession to me. My name is Mark Hewitt. I'm a true crime author. I've been researching the Zodiac case for about 11 years now. Uh, Various times I've looked at online websites and talked with other people about the case. Back in 2007, around the time that David Fincher's movie Zodiac came out, that was the beginning of my fascination with the case that became an obsession eventually. There were a couple times in my life back between 2003 and 2007 when I looked into the case, I spent a little bit of time on the 340 cipher and I thought about visiting different crime scenes and it came a point where I said, you know what, either I'm going to have to throw myself into it wholeheartedly or I'm going to need to back away from it. It's got to be one of the two. I can't just dabble in it and feel like I'm doing anything seriously. So around about sometime in 2007, 
I made the decision that I was going to throw myself in it wholeheartedly and read everything I could read and talk to everybody I could talk to and figure out everything I could about the case. Threw myself into the case knowing that it was a high profile case. It, it was 11 years of my life. A couple of years ago, my wife left me. I'm now divorced. In part because of the case, not fully, not, not 100%, but I threw myself into the case and neglected friendships, neglected my family, neglected my career. It's something that I had to do because of my, my makeup as a person. This, this case has actually been my life for 11 years, and I'm going through the process now that the book has come out in September of what am I going to do now with my life? Uh, I can't live off the Zodiac forever. In fact, I've even thought to myself at times, well, you know, maybe I just need to walk away from it and just form new social communities, social circles, and just, just leave it completely. And yet I can't do that because I have great friendships here and the case is still being looked at by the police and people are still reading my book and reporters keep calling me and asking for comments, asking for quotes. So I suspect I'll be involved with the Zodiac the rest of my life. A man in a mask robbed, tied and stabbed them, leaving them for dead. Subject stated, I want to report a murder. No, a double murder. I did it. A man who wore a medieval-style executioner's hood, carried a knife and gun, and intended to use them. They haven't arrested me because they can't prove a thing. I'm not the damn Zodiac. Who is the Zodiac, and where is he? From iHeartRadio, HowStuffWorks, and Tinderfoot TV, this is Monster, the Zodiac Killer. From the very beginning of this podcast, we've been asking the big question, who is the Zodiac? The theories seem endless. A few searches on the internet, and you can be lost in a sea of conjecture. No other murder in history has drawn so many names and speculation as to the killer's true identity. With all this information out there, how can we possibly find the true story? How long have we looked in the wrong places? Is it possible that there's more than one man behind the mask? The case details are so vague, so disconnected, they easily lend themselves to wild interpretation. And the unfortunate truth is, this might be part of the reason why the Zodiac has gotten away with these atrocities for over 50 years. So there are a lot of myths out there about the Zodiac, and they often are attached to various theories about the case. So if someone has a suspect, they sort of tailor the story of the Zodiac to fit that suspect. So depending on who you're talking about, the story will change. This is Zodiac expert Michael Butterfield. He says he's heard a lot of unlikely theories about the Zodiac. While many are based in truth, others are pure conjecture. Butterfield now listens to every new story with a skeptical ear. So he's either a brilliant Harvard lecturer, or he's part of the Manson family, or all these things. And so each portrait of the Zodiac changes with each theory, but none of them correspond with reality. The list of possible suspects is long and bizarre. There are dozens of names, including the improbable, Charles Manson, Dennis Rader, and even Texas U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. But there are also a number of more plausible suspects, and many investigators have explored these extensively, often spending years finding the clues and connections. And for these investigators, their suspect is everything. This is what they believe it's their truth and I'm reporting what they believe. If there's another side to it, I report that too. I'm Rachel Raskins-Rehan, and I'm a journalist with the Times-Herald Vallejo. When I got with the, the Times-Herald, it just came with the package because the Times-Herald was involved from the start. I think the first time I got a phone call from someone who knew who the Zodiac was, I talked with someone about it. They said, oh, yeah, we get those all the time. You get letters, you get phone calls. They know for sure, and they, they want to tell you. And most of the time, there's nothing really you can do to disprove it. It happened a long time ago, and it happened to them. They developed their theory in their head, 
there's no way really to disprove it. So I don't normally try, you know, unless something comes up in the story that that presents itself of an opportunity to talk to somebody else to see if there's another story out there that would contradict it or confirm it. Then I do that. Well, clearly some have gotten so into it that it's cost them other important elements in their life. I've, you know, known of people who have lost marriages and families over it because they can't let it go. One of these people is Mark Hewitt, who you heard at the beginning of the episode. After more than a decade of research, Mark recently published a trilogy of books on his Zodiac suspect. I had to look at myself in the mirror a number of times over this past year and do a very serious gut check because I was going to go live and I was going to publish a book that identified Ted Kaczynski as the Zodiac serial killer. I put my credibility on the line, my researchability on the line. A lot of people have criticized it and ripped it apart online and called me an idiot and a fool and a one person said that they wouldn't have been more surprised if I'd named the Easter Bunny as uh, being responsible for the Zodiac murders. We met up with Mark at the Lake Herman Road 50th anniversary gathering, and it quickly became clear to me Mark had been through a lot. Regardless of the criticism he's received, Mark has done his homework, so we're going to hear Mark out and dig into his theory. What I came up with was six or seven clusters of evidence. One, for instance, is the whole use of mathematics. As you get to know the zodiac letters, you realize there are an awful lot of numbers in his writings. There are equations. There are umpteen symbols. This is important because Ted Kaczynski studied mathematics religiously. And according to Mark, there's one particular symbol that had special meaning to Kaczynski, a circle with a cross through it. The crosshair symbol is a mathematical picture, an illustration of the equation x squared plus y squared equals 1, which is so basic to mathematics that it has its own term. It's called a unit circle. Ted Kaczynski, in a number of his papers, uses the phrase a unit circle, and a unit circle is used widely in his area of expertise, boundary functions uh, within mathematics. For another clue, Mark says you can look to author Joseph Conrad's book, The Secret Agent. If you read The Secret Agent, you realize, oh my goodness, there are an awful lot of numbers, there are an awful lot of phrases, there are a a large number of vocabulary words that come straight from The Secret Agent into the Zodiac letters. One example of this comes from the Zodiac letter received on November 11th, 1969. This was Zodiac's threat to bomb a school bus. It won't do to reroute and reschedule the buses because the bomb can be adapted to new conditions. In Conrad's The Secret Agent, the main character says that he wants to, quote, invent a detonator that would adjust itself to all conditions of action and even to unexpected changes of condition. Why that's significant is because that is one of Ted Kaczynski's favorite books. He claims to have read it a dozen times. And one time when he was trying to explain himself to his parents and his brother, he said, you know, you have to read this book to understand me. Another tie between Zodiac and Kaczynski is the use of written declarations sent to the media. Mark says there are a lot of similarities between the Unabomber Manifesto and the Zodiac letters. A lot of the wording and a lot of the explanation of the Unabomber Manifesto is merely justification. So Ted Kaczynski killed because he enjoyed killing. The Zodiac in his 408 cipher said, I like killing people because it's so much fun. So both Kaczynski and the Zodiac killed for the pleasure of it. And both of them bragged about it in letters sent to local newspapers. Like many theories about Zodiac suspects, a lot of the evidence here is circumstantial. However, there are things that do eerily add up, like the timelines between Zodiac and Ted Kaczynski. Ted was in California in 1966 interviewing for positions to become a math professor. 1967, he moved to the Bay Area and was a professor at Berkeley from 67 to 69. 69, he abruptly resigned his position. Four days later, four days after his last day of work, was the Blue Rock Springs murder. Over the next two years of his life, Ted Kaczynski was missing in action, 
and during those two years, the bulk of the Zodiac murders and the bulk of the Zodiac letters took place, culminating with the letter to the LA Times in March of 1971, the last time the Zodiac used the word Zodiac, the last time he used his crosshair symbol. Why is that significant? Because several months later, in June of 1971, Ted Kaczynski moved to Montana, built his cabin, and lived in Montana. Between 1971 and 1974, new Zodiac letters were sent to the San Francisco Chronicle. However, these letters were different. They were signed with other aliases, such as the Red Phantom, or simply as a friend. There are maybe one, maybe a couple additional Zodiac letters after Ted moved to Montana, but they never used the word Zodiac and they never used the crosshair symbol. So the timelines of the Zodiac and Ted Kaczynski line up very well. But what about the way Zodiac killed people versus the Unabomber? Zodiac only ever used guns and knives to kill. Is it possible he did follow through on his threat to make bombs? The truth is, the Zodiac killed up until the murder of Paul Stein, in which he was cited, and that changed the Zodiac. As far as we know, he didn't attack after that. However, at that time, the Zodiac became more of a letter writer and began to write many, many letters to the police. And in those letters, he included a bomb diagram where he threatened to kill a school bus with a bomb. So the Zodiac himself morphed from a up-close-and-personal killer to somebody who threatened with bombs. This isn't just some far-fetched theory. In 1996, San Francisco detectives announced they were investigating Ted Kaczynski as a possible Zodiac suspect. According to the San Francisco Chronicle, local investigators found distinct similarities between the Unabomber and Zodiac crimes. Among them were details Mark Hewitt had also found. Both sent letters to newspapers bragging of their crimes. Ted Kaczynski was in the Bay Area at the same time as the Zodiac murders, and Kaczynski often used a symbol similar to the Zodiac crosshairs symbol. Ultimately, police never confirmed any viable connections between Kaczynski and the Zodiac crimes. However, his name still exists on the roster of possible suspects, and for Mark Hewitt, that possibility keeps his research alive. People have said to me, where are you going to go with this? Are you going to try to talk the police into it? Are you going to try to convince everybody? I don't feel that's my job. I'm a researcher. I'm a writer. I've researched the case. I've written about it. People can uh, respond to it any way they want to. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. There's so much detail to the Kaczynski case that covering everything in this episode would be impossible. And that's true for nearly all of the high-profile Zodiac suspects. In fact, the sheer amount of information and circumstantial evidence on these suspects is intimidating. But there's one journalist who's combed through almost all of it. The main San Francisco Chronicle reporter assigned to the Zodiac case. Oh, you can go into Zodiac Arcania like many rabbits down many holes. I'm Kevin Fagan. I'm a reporter at the San Francisco Chronicle. I have thousands of tips in a drawer over there. It's a series of file folders and books dating back to 1996, I believe it is, right around then, uh, of of theories and tips and uh, proclamations from people who believe they've solved the Zodiac case. It's going to spill over. This may be the first. Yeah, this is one of the first ones. No, it's not the the first. You could spend all your days sorting this stuff. This one. Uh, this is this guy's shirt. Someone in, I think, Scotland. Maybe they're right. Who knows? But there are just so damn many of them. They're sorting out which one is the real one. That's for the cops. That's why a lot of people, when they call, I say. You know, my standard response, which I truly believe, is, you know, thank you. I'm glad you're sharing this. When the cops move on it, that's when it's the best time to report on this. Because if I wrote a story on every, and in the plausible ones, if I were starting on every plausible Zodiac tip that came in, you know, it'd be a weekly call. This is just everyone that came in. It just goes on. I wrote about this one because um, 2009. My dad did it. Did dad do it? Who knows? And then I started getting a ton of stuff uh, from people who thought their dad's the Zodiac, their mom's maybe the Zodiac, the guy upstairs is the Zodiac. It's, no, it's a bunch of cops. No, it's a guy in Scotland. Wait, no, it's a crazy guy who lives downstairs and I'm writing this letter as he's down there right now. If you, if you read the ciphers, I get letters, oh heck, many every year and packets and, and handmade books from people who have gone through the ciphers and oh my God, they've solved it. 
and it says, you know, fill in the blanks. And people who've gone through the handwriting say, oh my God, it's my grandpa's handwriting, or it's the guy down the road's handwriting, or it's the serial killer in prison and it's his handwriting. And they're dead sure, and they get experts who confirm their, their theories. It goes back, my dad did it 2009. No, my dad did it. Fagan is talking about a phenomenon that we also noticed in our investigation. In recent years, several individuals have come forward to claim they have direct family ties to Zodiac. One of those individuals is Gary Stewart. In 2014, Stewart went public to suggest his biological father, a man named Earl Van Best Jr., was the Zodiac. His primary evidence was found in one of the Zodiac's unsolved cryptograms. Stewart claims his father's name could be found in the so-called 340 cipher. Remember, this was a later cryptogram sent to the San Francisco Chronicle on November 9, 1969. Zodiac sent a follow-up 13-symbol cipher on April 20, 1970. Unlike the first ciphers, these were never officially decrypted. My father's name is in that cipher. He said, my name is, and then he put 13 symbols. Those 13 letters are E-A-R-L-V-A-N-B-E-S-T-J-R. That was Gary Stewart speaking on a talk show in 2014. He published a book on these findings and more, but not everyone was convinced. Unsolved cryptograms, it's like the equivalent of a treasure map trying to figure out, well, where is the treasure buried? Sometimes I go through a period where I'll spend a lot of hours on it, and other times I don't because I get burned out on trying it. <laughs> this is programmer and amateur cryptographer David Aranchak. We talked with him early in the season about the first ciphers. He's tried to solve the 340 cipher, but like everyone else, has had no success. People have written endless books about their suspects and you know their claims about solving the solution, and in some cases they're rewarded for it you know, financially. Their books are wildly popular even though they haven't really solved the codes. You know, if they can convince enough people that they have, then they, you know, they're, they're able to make a decent buck from it. So that's the other strange aspect of this whole thing. Like the case of Gary Stewart, who claimed his biological father, I guess, was the Zodiac. You know, he's got very flimsy evidence on that, and I looked at his code work in his book. He got a publication deal from Harper's. I mean, it's a big publishing house. You know, it was a best-selling book for a while. It hit the New York Times bestseller list, and he was going around to all these news shows. They would bring him on and say, you know, Zodiac case is solved. Here's the guy who solved it. A lot of people go into it and they don't bother to learn cryptography. They just have kind of an intuitive feel for what needs to be done. And that, I think, is what gets people stuck in these traps of, you know, they got a name to pop out or they got a phrase to pop out, but they can't prove that it was intentional. There is a sort of intoxicating effect when you plug in what you think Zodiac might have said, and it happens to fit. So you come up with this long phrase. But invariably, the message turns into gibberish for the rest of the message. It's easy to get caught up in that first feeling of, wow, this, it's working, it's fitting, this message is coming out. But that's just because the ciphertext gives you enough room to make an early mistake. <laughs> yeah, and it looks right at the beginning, but then later on, it, it just turns into nonsense. I often compare it to you know, seeing faces in clouds. Well, a lot of times you'll see something that seems to be there, but it's not really there. It's just uh, making your brain think that there's a pattern there, but it's actually happening because of just random chance. And that's a frequent mistake that people make when they look at the, the ciphers. So that's the kind of trap that they're in. They're kind of stuck in this place where they can't prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the message is real. Somebody will go through a procedure that generates a name, and so that'll be their solution. But if you repeat the process, you can make the same process generate other names. But they ignore that. Some of them are just so fixated on their suspect that they, they get locked into a particular way of solving it. What it's resulted in is, you know, a lot of people are so severely misinformed on the case. They think that it's already been solved. I stopped playing that game a long time ago, where people look. Uh, uh, they make it sound like if you can show them that piece of information, it'll be really compelling, and then you go to the trouble to upload it, and they say, oh, big deal, it doesn't prove anything. I didn't say it did. <laughs> Jack Wand. That's why I have the delete feature, and I can ban people at will. But I've mellowed out a lot. This is Tom Voigt of ZodiacKiller.com. 
As you heard last episode, he started the Zodiac Anniversary meetups. In many ways, he's a key figure in this zodiologist community. Tom has explored the 340 cipher extensively. He echoed David Aranchak's sentiment that the unsolved cipher theories are bogus. People are so influenced by the fact that three of those codes didn't get solved. Well, they're just rubbish. There's no solution to be had. It's just to manipulate people and get them to keep focusing on that instead of on the government does that. You throw out something, a press release about a controversial topic to get people not to talk about, you know, what they should be talking about. It's fake news. Zodiac invented it. Zodiac invented fake news. With the, the code has my name in it and all this other stuff. Every letter was fake news. And it was to get manipulate the people or the police into following the wrong path. Even still, Tom Voigt developed his own suspect through the ciphers. Many years ago, he received a tip from an informant named Goldcatcher. This informant also spoke with the police, but at the time, they didn't consider him a reliable source. Tom, however, was so convinced by this new info, he began his own investigation. Eventually, Tom found the name of this new suspect in the initial three-part cipher. These were the three letters sent to separate newspapers in July of 1969. The name Tom found was Richard Gajkowski. At the time that the, the Zodiac sent his three-part cipher, Richard was working for a, a counterculture newspaper, and he would publish articles, and he would call himself Dick Geik, so he would shorten his last name to the first syllable. And he spelled it different ways. Now, I have found evidence, actual proof, that where he spelled it G-A-I-K, G-I-K-E, and G-U-Y-K. There's only one other spelling to get that Geik sound, and that's G-Y-K-E, and that was found in the cipher. Before it's translated, you can see it with your own eyes, G-Y-K-E. Zodiac chose that G-Y-K-E was going to go right there, and he chose that it would represent, when solved, the last four letters of the word because. I will not give you my name because. So in the word because, the last four letters, A-U-S-E, are what Geik translates to when the key is learned and you translate the cipher. Uh, so Geik, Aus, Key. The key syllable can be found if you consider the word key, as in the decryption key, as part of the solution. According to Tom, Zodiac changed his encoding method throughout the three-part cipher to throw off cryptographers. So Zodiac intentionally changed the coding method, and that allowed Geik to translate to Aus. If he hadn't changed the encoding method, then Geik would have become something else. It wouldn't have been A-U-S-E. So you have all three syllables of his last name, which is really interesting. And he went on to become one of the first computer coders in the Bay Area. He started his own online news group in his 50s, which is when most people are long done learning something new. So he obviously had an aptitude for that. For many online sleuths, Richard Gajkowski is another major suspect in the Zodiac case. But aside from the cipher connection, which Tom just mentioned, what other evidence is out there? Gajkowski was part of a counterculture commune in San Francisco called Good Times. There, he edited an anti-police, pro-violence newspaper. By January of 1969, the Good Times newspaper was publishing violent works of fiction. Many were extremely similar to the Zodiac's future crimes. There's some circumstantial evidence linking Richard Gajkowski to the Paul Stein murder. Richard's cousin lived on Washington Street, which you may remember is where Paul Stein was murdered. And that cousin's birthday was October 11th, the same day Paul Stein was killed. For this reason, it's possible he was in the area that day. Also, the Good Times Communication Center was located just a few houses down from Paul Stein's residence in San Francisco. And according to Paul Stein's sister, Gajkowski attended Paul's funeral. The most significant evidence came from the informant Goldcatcher. He was a former co-worker of Gajkowski's. According to Goldcatcher, Gajkowski would invite him to engage in violent acts similar to the Zodiac crimes. This was convincing enough that Napa detective Ken Narlo decided to interview and investigate Gajkowski. Goldcatcher also obtained an audio clip of Gajkowski talking. We received a copy of this audio courtesy of Tom Voigt from ZodiacKiller.com. The whole thing about a code, you gotta remember also, once the code, a telecode is broken, you have never know, never any way of knowing whether it's a real code or whether it's just a fake code. Well, which just means that sometimes, you know, like the military and all of that, sometimes you would send garbled messages that meant absolutely nothing. 
so that you get the, the enemy to spend all their time trying to make break the code. Nancy Slover, who spoke with the Zodiac when he called to report the Blue Rock Springs murder, listened to this clip of Richard Gajkowski. According to Nancy, it was the voice of the Zodiac. But aside from some initial questioning by authorities, Gajkowski was never thoroughly investigated. He died in 2004. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. 
With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Tom Voigt, Mark Hewitt, and other online sleuths have been meeting up for years. On occasions like these, they come together to tell stories and share theories. I got a little group together, people that were very interested in the case. They come to my house, we have dinner, and, and we sit and chat and watch Zodiac movies over and over and over again. And so that's, that's how this got going, and we, we go to all the Zodiac sites for every anniversary. This is Sandy Betts. She's been a part of the Zodiac story from the very beginning. Sandy told us that back in the 60s, she knew some of the victims. She even claims to have had run-ins with the Zodiac himself. It has taken up a good portion of my life. It really, really, truly has. My children have grown up with it, you know, knowing that I was being stalked by somebody who was claiming to be the Zodiac, and my children were afraid. My, I had a daughter who was scared to death of him because he, he followed her as much as he did me. She finally passed away, poor thing. It sounds terrible, but when she passed away, I didn't have to worry about her being tortured by him because I was scared to death that he was going to get her and torture her. According to Sandy, the Zodiac was obsessed with her and her daughter. She spent years confronting this man. He would supposedly show up at her home or tailgate her car late at night. Sandy saw his face many times, but never got his name. I did a stakeout. There were several girls that were murdered in Pittsburgh area. And I decided to do a stakeout because I was told the guy was an older guy and he, that he looked like my guy. So I went and I backed in to a laundromat area where it was across the street from Taco Bell where most of the prostitutes hung out. And as I'm handing out the pictures and I'm talking, this one girl walks up and she screams, oh my God, that's the killer. I go, whoa, 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 calm down, calm down. What do you mean that's the killer? And she said he grabbed her jacket with one hand and he grabbed her hair with the other and he pulled a big hunk of her hair out and she slipped her arms like this and slipped out of the jacket. It's not too long after that, I get an envelope in the mail, and one of the pictures is returned to me. No return address. The stamp was upside down. It was a love stamp, I think. I figured he's telling me that he got a hold of one of the girls that I gave the picture to, and he wanted me to know that he killed another one. Sandy told us many stories which connect her stalker to the Zodiac. One of those stories begins just days after the attack at Lake Berryessa. September 27th, when the Zodiac stabbed Cecilia Shepard and Brian Hartnell, within a day or two, this is before it hit the newspaper, within a day or two, the costume was put in my car, the killing costume. Now this is four weeks before Halloween, so I thought it was a Halloween costume. But I made a copy of, of what it looked like, and it was in two parts. The top part was made out of a paper sack. It was painted black. I don't remember if there was a hole for the nose or a hole for the mouth. But at the very bottom, he had sliced each corner and bent it so that it sat on his shoulders. And the other part, which I call the poncho part, went over that and held it down. And the glasses that he had, the clip-ons, actually held the hood in place so that he could turn his head like this. And, and it would stay in place because of the, the glasses holding it together. Sandy's theory is really confusing and complex, but we, it doesn't matter because we get along, we treat each other well, you know, we're nice to each other. So. We were curious what Tom thought of all these different Zodiac theories. Each of the Zodiologists has their own personal story, but still, they gather every year to spend time together, and the differences of opinion don't seem to matter. As long as people are, you know, nice and polite and, you know, and not rude, then I don't really care what their theory is. We'll get along just fine. I have a bad reputation of being an asshole and kicking people off my message board and stuff like that, but really, I'm, I think I'm pretty fair. I just, if, if you're going to be arrogant and aloof and confrontational and condescending, then I'll probably be a dick. Usually, Tom and the Zodiologists travel to the actual sites of the known murders, but something happened this year that changed everything. 
Well, this year, Tom, Tom had a bus. But what was supposed to happen was we, we were all going to be on a bus and do a tour of the crime scene and probably go to where Betty Luke lived and where David lived and things like that. And everybody was very excited about doing this because it's the 50th anniversary. So Tom was having a big deal, you know, a bus and everything. And this guy, who's not mentally stable, made a threat to Tom. And Tom reported it to Solano County Sheriff's Department. And I guess they probably said, you know, it's not a good idea for you to have this bus tour because this sounds pretty serious. Not much is known about the person who made this threat. Tom says he has a history of stalking these Zodiac gatherings. This individual apparently believes his own father is the Zodiac and that the Zodiologist community is trying to kill him. Tom's fiance Angie, told us that this case has a detrimental effect on some people. I think they just get so wrapped up in it that they start to lose sense of reality. It's easy to lose yourself in a movie or something, but that's not what this is. And I think a lot of those people kind of have that mindset, like, like things can play out the way they want them to if it's their movie and their script. And that's not good. <laughs> Luckily, I don't see too, many, too much of that. Tom probably sees more of it than I do, but I kind of turn an ignorant eye to that. Angie says this individual is one of those people. After he made the threat, local law enforcement advised everyone to stay away from Lake Herman. So Tom Voigt canceled the bus tour. My boyfriend came all the way from Kentucky to, to go on the bus tour. And a lot of people, you know, have hotels booked and things like that. And this screwed up everything, especially for poor Tom, who got it all together. Yeah, so it's a, it's a crying shame. But now they think the guy was just rambling, which makes me think that possibly they talked to him and he kind of backed off a little bit and said, oh, I'm really not going to do that. I just wanted to scare him, you know. And um, so we're, we're probably going to end up going out there anyway. Next time on Monster, the Zodiac Killer. I know there were threats made for people who came here tonight. We're here because of the uh, 50th anniversary of the uh, Zodiac killing. And uh, we're just here for extra patrol and just kind of make sure everyone that comes here wants to be here and stay safe. I've had a couple of people tell me that they are positive that they encountered this person and escaped death. And the headlights, there's a guy standing in the road. And then I remember I told the officer, I was saying, I think that was Zodiac from all that, that I've read and I've saw and I've heard. It's like, I don't think he'll ever be caught. We do need a face and we need that face to be a monster. So that I think is why we have to identify the murder with a face. In the area that was involved, basically East New York, Brooklyn at the time, it was like the murder capital of the world. It was the most violent precinct in New York City. And in the midst of all this violence was an emerging serial killer who was calling himself the Zodiac. Monster, the Zodiac Killer, is a 15-episode podcast produced by iHeartRadio, How Stuff Works, and Tinderfoot TV. Donald Albright and I are executive producers on behalf of Tinderfoot TV, alongside producers Meredith Stedman, Mason Lindsay, and Christina Dana. Jason Hoke is executive producer on behalf of How Stuff Works, along with producers Trevor Young, Miranda Hawkins, Ben Kiebrick, and Josh Thane. Scott Benjamin provides additional voice talent. Matt Frederick is our host. Original music is by Makeup and Vanity Set. If you haven't already, make sure to check out the first season of Monster, called Atlanta Monster, about the Atlanta child murders from the late 70s to the early 80s. Download the 10-episode season right now. Have questions or comments? Email us at monster at howstuffworks.com or you can call us at 1-833-285-6667. Thanks for listening.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.